This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Lake Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care specialist and a toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to be talking about brachiocephalic syndrome. This is mostly in dogs, but sometimes in cats. So for all you French bulldogs and English bulldogs and pug owners out there, you have to pay attention. If your dog snores at night, you have to tune in. We'll be right back after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about all things nose. You're probably thinking, what? Well, if you've never heard of brachiocephalic syndrome, I know it's a mouthful. Brachy basically means short-headed. So when we look at brachiocephalic breeds, your classic breeds are the English Bulldog, the French Bulldog, Pekingese, Boston Terriers, Pugs, there are some dogs that have slightly longer heads, like the boxer. So when in doubt, if your dog snores, you probably have a brachiocephalic breed. Now, don't forget there are some cats out there too. And it's a Persian cat that is the most brachiocephalic of all cat breeds out there. So what do I mean about brachiocephalic syndrome? Well, first of all, this is an airway problem. And this is what we probably have caused by breeding these dogs to have those adorable smushed faces. If you can imagine just taking your hand or your palm and pretending to like smush the muzzle of your dog, you can imagine evolution-wise, we basically bred these dogs to have that smushed airway. So everything that went from their nose all the way to the back of their head basically gets condensed and smushed into a smaller space. So when we talk about brachiocephalic syndrome, it's usually a combination of three to four different problems. Now, brachiocephalic syndrome, again, is seen in these breeds. And I would say the number one breed that I see it in is typically the French Bulldog and English Bulldog. Now, why do you care? You care because it makes your dog snore. Not a big deal, but I will disclose I have a French Bulldog. I usually am a huge advocate of adopting. I always say, you know, don't breed or buy when homeless animals die, but there's some breeds I just love. I usually am a pit bull adopter. I like to adopt pit bull puppies because they're so hard to find homes for sometimes. 
Well, I happened to be able to find a French bulldog when I was basically approached by a fellow veterinarian and they had this poor French bulldog puppy who unfortunately um, had parvovirus. Parvovirus is like almost 99% protective with the vaccine, but your dog needs at least three to four vaccines to be fully protected from parvo. Unfortunately, without vaccination or without more than one to two vaccines, your puppy is really immunosuppressed and not protected from this virus. So unfortunately, the French bulldog ended up getting parvovirus and got really sick. So I ended up fostering him and adopting him. And he's amazing. However, he also has brachycephalic syndrome. So what exactly is it? Again, it's four to five different problems that we see. The first problem that we see is an elongated soft palate. If you can imagine sticking your finger into your mouth, you can feel that soft part of your mouth at the roof of your mouth, and then you feel that hard palate, which is like the ridges of the back of your mouth. Well, that soft, fleshy part in the very beginning part of your mouth basically helps protect food from going into, you know, like the brain cavity, but also to make sure that your dog doesn't inhale the food into their airway. If that soft palate is too long, it often protrudes and blocks the airway, and it really interferes with air getting into the lungs. The second syndrome, a brachiocephalic syndrome, is something called stenotic nares. And these are basically when the nostrils of a dog are smushed and they are basically occluded and they can't breathe. So you could hear, I was basically smushing my nostrils and I sound different. Well, if the diameter of the nostril is small and it's only a quarter of the size that it should be, you can imagine how hard it is for your dog to breathe through your nose. My dog had a tiny, tiny stenotic nares where he couldn't get a lot of airflow in and he often couldn't smell well. And I often noticed, you know, my pit bull could smell lots of good things. And, you know, I would put a treat right near my French bulldog and he wouldn't smell it. So they probably don't have as strong of a sense of smell either. So not only do they have that elongated soft palate, but they also have a stenotic nares. The third part of brachiocephalic syndrome is something called averted laryngeal saccules. Now, I know that sounds like a mouthful, but that's basically where there's too much tissue within the airway just in front of the vocal folds or the vocal cords. And oftentimes it gets pulled into the trachea or the windpipe, and this can block the airflow also. In other words, remember when I mentioned smushing your dog's muscle? If you did that to a golden retriever, a, a long-nosed dog, and you ended up smushing their nostril and their muzzle, all that extra tissue sort of just folds up on it on itself. And so with these smushed face breeds, again, all that extra tissue is in their airway and can block their airway. The last couple of syndromes that we can see with brachiocephalic syndrome include a narrow trachea. And so the trachea, again, is basically the tube that goes from the mouth into the lungs. It's gonna go from your vocal cords and bring oxygen directly into the lung. Well, you can imagine if you had a tube and it's only half the normal diameter, you can't get enough oxygen in. We can normally see this on X-ray. So this is something we worry about. Now, these are the most common problems that we see with brachiocephalic syndrome. There's a couple of rarer types and that's when the larynx or the voice box folds or collapses completely or very rarely when there's paralysis of the larynx or the cartilage within the larynx. And those are rarer. 
Why am I telling you this? Because if you have one of these breeds that has a history of snoring or breathing harder, they can't breathe well. And if you notice this or you can hear it, you do want to talk to your veterinarian about potential options on what we can do to avoid it. So what can you do? So let's talk about signs of brachiocephalic syndrome. If your dog retches or has difficulty swallowing or snores or just gets really tired when they're walking, gets really, really tired when they're overly excited, can't go for a walk in the heat or the humidity, well, your dog may have brachiocephalic syndrome. If you're staring at your adorable dog and you notice that the nostrils are like tiny little vertical slits into instead of the normal P-shaped nostril, That means your dog has stenotic nares. And these signs have to be fixed because I can't tell you how many times I see brachiocephalic dogs presenting into the ER vet for difficulty breathing. Now, there are other problems that can contribute and make brachiocephalic syndrome worse. And the first one is obesity. Now, 40 to 60, up to 70% of pets in the United States are overweight to obese. And obese, we define as greater than 20% the ideal body weight. If you have a purebred, my go-to recommendation is to go to the American Kennel Club website, the AKC website, and see what the average weight is for that breed of dog. Why is this important? Because when you actually Google what the ideal weight on an AKC breed is, you'll see what the ideal weight is for you Labrador Retriever dogs. Oftentimes, Labrador retrievers are 60 to 70 pounds. And if you have a Labrador who's 90 pounds, that's not healthy, right? All that extra weight aggravates so many problems. We know in veterinary studies, it predisposes them to osteoarthritis. It predisposes them to a shorter lifespan. All that extra obesity or all that extra fat can actually cause difficulty breathing. So it's going to aggravate the clinical signs of brachiocephalic syndrome. So especially if you have an English bulldog, you have a French bulldog. I know these guys love to eat, but it's really, really important that you make sure to keep them on the skinnier side. We'll continue with this really important information right after these messages from our sponsors. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. ER vet on Pet Life Radio. We've been talking about the really hard to say word, brachiocephalic syndrome. Again, that means short-headed, 
And so if you have a dog that snores, and yes, I'm talking to you, French Bulldog, English Bulldog, Pekingese, all those little uh, smaller dogs with smushed faces. These are when we see that combination of medical problems where they just can't breathe well. Again, that includes things like that extra long soft palate, the stenotic nares, the averted laryngeal saccules to things like that narrow trachea or even abnormal cartilage of the larynx or voice box in the mouth. We've talked about what signs to look for, such as noisy breathing or snoring. And we talked about how obesity or being overweight can really worsen these problems because it results in a lot of internal body fat compressing the trachea and the airway. So what do we do about it? Well, the reason why I'm actually doing this episode is because my amazing adopted uh, French bulldog, who I ended up adopting, he just had stenotic nary surgery. And he had brachiocephalic surgery because I want to make sure he can breathe better. So how do we diagnose it? Well, you can just look at your dog and see if your dog has stenotic nares. That's really easy to see when they have those little slits and not a normal size nostril. But to see if your dog actually has an elongated soft palate or those averted laryngeal saccules, well, that has to be done under heavy sedation or anesthesia. So if you're getting your dog spayed or neutered, If it's one of those brachiocephalic breeds, this is something your veterinarian has to evaluate, okay? And if you're not sure, you want to go to a vet who specializes in the surgery because they may be able to spay and neuter your dog and fix the stenotic nares or that elongated soft palate at the same time. With brachiocephalic breeds, we really want to minimize anesthesia or even sedation because they have such difficulty breathing and recovering from sedation or anesthesia. Now, I will say most brachiocephalic breeds are really hard to do an oral exam on because they have huge muscles, masseter muscles of their jaws. They have a really thick tongue and it makes it really hard to visualize the voice box while they're awake. So unfortunately, we can't do it while your dog is awake. It has to be done under anesthesia. And what we're looking for is if that soft palate extends beyond the tip of the epiglottis, which is the start of the airway. If we do find that your dog has an elongated soft palate, we'll often do what we call a a soft palate resection or trim, where we'll actually cut that excessive tissue away. The next thing we'll do is if we see averted laryngeal saccules, and that looks basically like these grayish blue masses in the back of your dog's mouth in front of the vocal folds, if that's back there, those need to be removed also. And last with stenotic nares, oftentimes a surgeon or a veterinarian will do take out something called a wedge, a piece of tissue on the side to basically open up the diameter of the nostrils. Now, when in doubt, please know surgery isn't necessarily curative. Because while it makes the stenotic nares less stenotic and it makes them bigger, they still have a lot of redundant tissue in the back, but it can help significantly and really help avoid a trip to the emergency room. When in doubt, talk to a board-certified veterinary surgeon or your veterinarian to see if your French bulldog or English bulldog or smushed face snoring dog needs this surgery. I'm a huge fan of doing this surgery, especially if your dog's undergoing anesthesia or sedation, because we really want to minimize any kind of breathing problems. If you ever notice that your dog turns blue, the gum color turns blue, they're panting all the time, they're overheated, please bring them to the ER vet right away. And please also know 
Brachiocephalic breeds shouldn't go running. They shouldn't exercise on hot days. I'm talking like greater than 78 degrees Fahrenheit or really humid days, like greater than 80%. They can really overheat. If you need to, I always recommend walking them on the shady side or in the cooler parts of the day, either really early in the morning or in the evening. We still want your dog to exercise because that's a great way of keeping them in shape and keeping that weight off. But when in doubt, if you have one of those smush-faced dogs, please make sure to keep them healthy. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook or Instagram at drjustinelee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making the show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.